find truth and preservation of our soul shine i can feel it yours and mine close your eyes and witness it inside in your bones you will know trust and let go All Things in the Name of Love, Episode 4, Diving Deep with Vanessa Tucklenberg. Oh, it's like I press live. Wait a minute. Okay, so now we're live. Um, today on this episode of All Things in the Name of Love, I have with me soul sister and divine being of light, Vanessa Tecklenburg, who I've known for a while and connected briefly with, and she has this gorgeous, amazingly deep channel on telegram where she posts the most incredibly beautiful profound soul pausing so i can ingest them posts that just help me shift everything in my life and one of the things that brings me to asking her to be on the show is the fact that you imbue the mundane with sacredness. And the way you embody how to be, like you're fully embodied in everything you do. And by embodied, I mean you're fully experiencing life with your senses and experiencing the sacredness of all And it's just such a deep calling for those of us who feel it to step into this life. And I just want to start by saying that to honor you for who you are and how you show up in the world. So thank you. Wow. I know you've been on a spiritual journey for a while and I know briefly about that when you were living in a more urban area and then you moved into this gorgeous rural community and something profound has shifted for you. And so I'd like to talk about what led you to that and into this sacred space that you now just every single time you post is like oh, more heart opening. Okay, I want to I want to first start by just saying um, it is one thing to live and uh, practice in such a way that you want to embody all of life that's flowing through you, and then it takes it to a whole other level when another person, another soul reflects that back and interprets it through their own lens. It's like, it's like you get, it's like you just juice the orange and it's just like more juice. It's like you get to live it and then someone else, you st- that, it's that co-creative and it's like they get to receive it and then you get to receive it again. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to reflect that back, but there's something powerful that happens when uh, we are doing our thing. Mm-hmm with others, there's just that magic. So thank you, thank you, You're thank welcome. you. Um, 
So what happened here? Um, we, we, yeah, we were living in um, suburban, so uh, uh, Mornington Peninsula, those of you who might know, may not, um, southern sort of tip of Victoria in Australia. We were in right by the ocean. I mean, it's suburbia, suburbia but also it's um, um, right by the ocean. And um, we have been ocean, my family now, we've been ocean living souls for quite some time. Like my husband, all his life, he was the one that, brought me to the ocean and introduced me and um that's kind of when my healing journey be- really really began in uh 2011 and always said when we moved to australia from the uk would never i said i would never ever move away from the ocean the ocean is my home uh, you know and and my whole wellness spiritual morning practice revolved around the ocean Mm -hmm. so wherever we've moved to has always been right by the ocean when we moved interstate when we so this is where we were and and funny thing when you say I will never um I'm not a great you know I I don't deal so well with Australian summer heat and so that's part of the reason why I said I will never move inland in Australia away from the ocean then 2020 happened and the glorious spectacle of 2020 and we happened to find ourselves um i'll just take you one step back we moved to victoria a couple of years ago from new south wales on a complete whim so this is i look back and it's kind of i need to give you this little piece um and to the outside world it was the craziest thing we had to move from our home uh, that we'd been in for seven years. And we, that year, 2018, we moved 13 times and we ended up, we moved, we lived in a yurt. The four of us uh, lived in a yurt. We lived in a cabin. We lived in a one bedroom Airbnb. We were just, you know, life was just taking us from spot to spot. And one particular day, uh, I was on Gumtree. I was led to sit on Gumtree and this beautiful A-framed house, beautiful A-framed house in Victoria, a state we'd never been to, don't know a single soul. And I heard, this is the house. It was a rental. It was available for four months. So we moved everything, our entire family. Now, given we both work from home and homeschool, so that's, um, it was easy for us to do Mm. so here we are in victoria and then 2020 evolves around and it's like oh my gosh why did we move to the one state where these mandates and restrictions and these hideousness is occurring but of course it's perfection because um it took that beautiful blend of circumstances um and all the things that we love. So my husband's a spear fisherman and just he's a just, you know, diver and spends all, you know, all our fish that we ate all came. He well, everything harvested mm. from the ocean and and but no fishing, couldn't go fishing, weren't allowed to go fishing, weren't allowed to go swimming, weren't allowed so all these restrictions. Wow. And suddenly all the things that brought us joy when, when, you know, we didn't know how long this was in place for. And it allowed us to ask deeper questions. You know, we wanted more space and um, we wanted to be able to keep chickens and grow a lot more food. And um, and this, this idea that was never even a 
a pondering pr- prior to 2020. It was like, oh, maybe shall we explore moving away? Um, and it wasn't so much a conscious thing. We were just looking online and then this house pops up, this one acre property mm. pops up. Um, and I, it was such a beautiful um, way that it unfolded because you know, I went to into a lot of trauma and shock when they mandated masks and um, that feels like a lifetime ago now. But at the time, there was a lot of um, resolving of um, wounds for me that I needed to, that, that I wanted to um, address. But through that, once I'd, you know, once I'd opened up to that, I started to see, oh my gosh, this, this is, these restrictions, there's nothing happening to me. There's, there's a beautiful flow here. Um, that there's a beautiful flow and I can either be in opposition to it and make it mean something and fight it. And sure, I can, it's very seductive to, to, to join that camp or I can allow it to redirect me to a higher plane. Mm. That's the choice that I made. I, I started, started to see if I could go, okay, maybe there's an absolute perfection to why I just, we just moved ourselves to the strictest, um, I don't know what Victoria was being called, you know, it was being called the hellhole of the globe or something. And it's like, no, no, no. And I, I remember one day waking up and I could feel the ego structure going, oh my God, how on earth do we find ourselves here? But I was also in this space of, oh my God, I got to come here. As in, like, I got to be here here where is this going to lead us Mm -hmm. so I stayed with that because that's what felt more expansive Mm -hmm. and it felt like do I do I dare sort of camp here um and then it just unfolded it was I could feel that this this is it we you know we don't own this land and, and this is a rental but um we got here and didn't even know what it even came with because we weren't allowed to, we weren't allowed, you, you weren't allowed to see inspect properties. So you just had to take them at face value. Um, so it was That's just, so strange. yeah, you weren't allowed, you were allowed to move house. And when we were on the day of moving, we were stopped by the police and we had to show evidence that we were indeed, because my driver's license showed um, the address, the old address, but they needed to see proof. Where are you going? And so I had to produce the paperwork to show that we're moving to this new property. And then we were allowed to go through, but we hadn't seen this place. And the agent, um, it was this funny thing where normally, you know, an an agent and, you know, we're used to um, this kind of dynamic. You see pictures and there's there's often videos, but this agent who's, I will say in plain terms, fairly incompetent, there were hardly any pictures and it was just, you know, here's the house and there's a bit of, there's a bit of land. And we got here and the like we were just walking around going, oh my gosh, there's every fruit tree, every nut tree, every, you know, it was just in, so, um, and that's not to say that there haven't been challenges and further opportunities along the way. Um, I guess this is all to say that, um, When you, I'll just say when I, 
as a little girl, this this one question has has been the overarching um, foundation to my life, really. When I was, I grew up in the Middle East, and when I was coming home from school, this is in Cairo, being dropped off in this dusty, uh, devoid of nature place, and I'd be, it was an hour on the bus to, to school every morning and afternoon, and I remember this one question that I would carry in my heart as I would walk to our flat, surely there's more to life than this. I knew that there was more to this than, than the illusion of what we see. Now, I didn't know it in those terms as a child, as a young girl, but I've always known that, that, that this is not real. There is, there's, and so that openness, that willingness to open up to more um, allows me to um, both experience more of who I am and at the same time allow me to experience more of life. Like it's, you know, did that answer kind of your question? Yeah, because like, so what I absolutely love is how this move seems to have opened you up even more uh. to this deeper understanding of the interconnectivity of all. So talk to me about that. Um. I feel um, partly that moving to a space that is so remote, and it is remote. There's there's no, there's just fields and trees, and and there's no postal service. And um, gone are the days of of going. Oh, I don't feel like cooking. Shall we go out? Like there's just none. There's nothing like that. Just like last night, Graham said. I really, I really, can I, I'll drive us to Healesville, which is like an hour and an, an hour and a bit. He said, we'll drive. I'm like, I'm not sitting in the car for two hours just so we get, uh, uh, you know, because <laughs> there's this, this, sometimes we just go, the, 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 some of the old things of the old life. Um, but this move has um, partly been um, a practice of discernment when you're in the noise of the world, and I don't just mean in the practical, you know, when you, when I'm in the city, I can feel it's much it's much more of an effort to connect and feel that space mm-hmm. of serenity. You know, there's noise. It's not just the the chaos and the energy and the all the different interferences. Um, it's it's more of an more of a, more of an effort. And I, so I think this move has partly been, hey, let's make it easier. Let's make it easier. You, know, you can, you know, on your, on your, every morning I would walk, and, I, and that is something I really, really miss. But every morning I would walk an hour and a half and hug the coastline and I would just be in the trees and face the ocean waves. And, um, but there's, it's, it's life, life has almost said, look, let's just make it even easier. Let's, let's go even more remote. Let's, hear nothing but birds and critters and bees. Let's, um, 
you know, let's make it even easier to, um, yeah, there's like, there's less of an effort. So that has been part of it. Um, and so in that space of, oh, I, I actually there's, I don't have to go somewhere to connect. Because, you know, in, the, in, in all my previous homes, I would have a sacred space, um, whether it was by the ocean or, um, it was always by the ocean, actually. But it's almost like, here it is, it's almost like viewing meditation as this is an activity, this is what I do, this I compartmentalize, I, I, I section off a part of my day or I go somewhere in order to align, reconnect. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've got to go back to my whirlwind and, um, and then I've got to go back to that activity. And life's like, hey, how about we make meditation or whatever that is. Let's say, how about we just, it's just all day. It's, you just swim in it. You just be it. And so I thank you because that's just <laughs> allowed me to. <laughs> and so I have almost been in resistance. That's the one little piece that I'm like, oh, gosh, I really miss my mornings. And I'm sort of now receiving and seeing that it's, it's, your mornings, it's, it's that um, what you hold so sacred and dear can now be, can now, it's, it's, if it's weaved into all parts of your day, it's just here. It's, it's not something you go to. It's not like, okay, I'm now going to do my 20 minutes or an hour or whatever it is. It's just, <laughs> and so I feel that. And, and um, it's when I'm watering the garden every night and there's, it's, um, and I'm just watching the droplets and, and the way the sun is setting and it creates this rainbow. And last night, Kean, my youngest, he was picking his first courgettes, zucchini, I don't know what, do you call, this, call them zucchini or courgettes, zucchini. whatever? Zucchini, zucchini. Yeah. Um, He was picking his first zucchini from his first, from his bed mm. and he was like, just enjoy. And I'm like, that there's something that elevates, it's what you just said. It's it's sort of elevating what you do on the daily, whether it's cooking or watering the garden or watching the chickens or, or, or just um, as I just sit, um, it, everything becomes sacred, as you said. Mm. And um, I've had multiple experiences, very challenging, and um, here, where, and, and if you want me to, I think I've told you this story in part, but this was really the, the point where I realized, um, oh my gosh, I, 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 um, I, I understood that what I am, what we are, is first and foremost consciousness and that everything is in a dance together. And it was a very, very uncomfortable experience. Now I smile at it and I'm so grateful for it. But it's, it's, and when you ask, it is given. So when you say, I want to experience more of that, 
um, I want to experience that mystical. I want to experience myself as divinity. I want to experience like one of my words, like one of my, I just want to be in that awe. Then life goes, okay, we need to get rid of what, what you're, what no longer aligns here. Mm -hmm. And um, it might feel a little bit bumpy and a little uncomfortable. Um, and, and it can last as long as you wish it to, depending on how resistant you are to it. Um, but that's when I realized, oh, everything, every, every little thing is, is, is here. Um, and it sort of brings up, I can hear people go, oh my gosh, the world doesn't revolve around you. That's like part of that old paradigm. Um, but, but that's the shadow side. There is this gift where we see everything everything um, is here to help us um, see the truth more and more clearly. And one of my favorite quotes, the soul is covered by a thousand veils. Mm -hmm. Sufi poet, um, Imrat Khan, I believe, yeah. The soul is covered by a thousand veils. And so if your desire, if your whole mission in life is to just know your soul and therefore to see the veils, um, sometimes those veils just drop away and effortlessly it's like, oh, God. It's, it's not me, and it just drops away. What veil and veil and veil, and then sometimes those veils that are a little bit too stuck, a little bit too attached, veils that we think are real, veils that we have identified with a little bit too much, and there's just I almost sort of see it as like when you lift off the glue off the, you know, when you're just ripping something off. Sometimes there's just like ow, and and then you go oh gosh, there's another veil, and then it just drops away. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so... I don't know if you want me to tell that story of... Um, sure. sure. Um, yeah, I suppose it's quite... It's Yeah, it is. Um, so the, the owner of this, the owner... <laughs> I don't really see it that way, but in in the practical, the dimensional world, the owner of this um, land and home, um, I, I never met him or uh, don't know anything about him. Just would just deal with an agent who, as I said, is very very. Um, it's it's a comedy sketch, and I'm not going to go into all the nitty gritty, but it's a comedy sketch on a huge scale. Um, and here's the thing. Um, we have a choice, and as I did in that moment, to either look at what's going on from that from from that dimension. And if we do, it's 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 not just ugly, um, and you know, devoid of beauty, but it's also. Um, we have no way of navigating through. It's like this maze and we cannot find our way through. It doesn't make any sense because it, it, it's, it, it, it never, it cannot make sense from that dimension. And 
Um, but what the ego likes to do is this has to make sense. I need to find my way through it. And so we keep digging and we keep digging and we can do this with the outside. We can do this right now with what's going on in the world. How does this make sense? How does this injustice make sense? And we can keep looking at it from that dimension. Mm-hmm. And I did that, um, you know, so one day this particular gentleman turned up at the doorstep. I um, was up here and my boys called me and said, there's someone at the door. Um, and, you know, we're, there's this long driveway and there's two gates, two farm gates to go through before you even get here. So it's kind of weird. No one just turns up. Mm-hmm. And this very large gentleman, very um, heavy. I was confronted by, oh, this is, there's something off here. And he said, I'm here to pick your lemon tree. It was the first words that came out of his mouth. I'm here to pick your lemon tree. Got a very beautiful, abundant lemon tree outside the kitchen. And I said, what? What? It was just so diabolical. I'm here to pick your lemon tree. It was really (laughs) energy of entitlement and heavy. And I am here to take from you. And I, I just stood there and he obviously, because I, I was just, he said, I'm so-and-so, I'm not going to mention his name. I'm so-and-so, I'm, I own this place. And I went, oh, well, perhaps you should start with that and introduce yourself first and foremost. Um, and then, and then I said, no, um, you know, if you came and, said hello and you wanted to say hi I'd certainly offer you a couple of lemons and I've done so with other people but if your intention is to no no um anyway the exchange the dialogue went on and it was I I was doing my best to to hold to 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 you know I had millions of things you know be nice and be generous and oh my gosh, this feels awful. And I, I need to get away from this person and just a million things. Mm-hmm. I, it was, it was a mess. And I came away and the only feeling in my body was that I'd felt violated. He didn't take anything. Nothing yeah. actually happened on the practical, but there was something energetic mm-hmm. um, that happened. Mm-hmm. And um, even as I said to him, you know, you need to leave and, um, he realized that he, he he had to leave, but as he was leaving and struggling to get down the steps, um, he said, I'll be back. I'm going to be back and I'll be taking. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't fear that filled me. I, cause I, no, I know it was, just obviously, like a, it was, and, and I, I, I was sitting with this for a little while and I was like, this isn't, you know, I, I know my rights on, on the practical level. I knew he would never be back and he hasn't been back. And it's, there was something else. And I, and I needed, I was being called to see what, what needed to unravel. And I had in, in discussion with um, my uh, spiritual mentor um, that I've been seeing almost every month for the past five years. Um, she helped me see that this, that in coming here, I, um, I had opened myself up to the possibility that I've always held that heaven is here on earth, yeah. that I am here to experience heaven on earth 
that um, that I not only can create heaven on earth, but that I am I get to facilitate that for myself and for others. But in in accessing that, which I did in moving here, there there was another belief, another. Mm, program if you like that wasn't a match that needed to that needed to be seen and that was uh, growing up um, I would frequently be in the joy of something um, whether it's uh, you know being with a friend or um, doesn't matter just as a child and my father um, very strict very harsh um, Egyptian man would be would, 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 would he would he was that no that he was the hell on earth so you can't have heaven without hell um, and growing up in a, in a Coptic Orthodox church community it was drilled from an early age yeah. that heaven's here and hell's here and um, hell was a real thing and there was some unraveling for me to do around this concept of hell and and so here I am in heaven and then hell comes along and um, what what helped me and the reason I felt so violated and the reason why it felt like my father's energy mm-hmm. was because my beautiful in, the, the, the consciousness that I am he was playing a role. He was he was he was playing a role, playing the role of my father, turning up on my doorstep. And the reason why it felt like when I raised this with them and the agent, you can't do this. And instead of getting, oh my gosh, we were so. This is this is wrong. We we apologize, acknowledge. It was um, twisted, uh, and manipulated so that I actually was in the wrong. And. And this is like, why does this feel familiar? Oh my gosh, this is what used to happen as a child. Um, so I would be in the joy and then get reprimanded. And then I was in the wrong for being in the joy. So anyway, this was just a personal unraveling. And it's like, I get to sit, I can be in it and go, you shouldn't have been here. And of course, there was there's a practical aspect that needs dealing with. I needed to write a letter, establish some boundaries. This doesn't happen again. So of course we're not going to just swim in the invisible and go. Oh, it's okay. You'd, you know, th- we take care of the practical. Take care of the what needs to be taken care of. But then know that he was playing a role, and, and I'm never going to talk to him and say, "Hey, thanks for be- for playing that role of my father, and thanks for coming along." But he'd <laughs> be like, "What the heck?" <laughs> you know. But from this level, from this higher dimension. Um, you you were answering a call, and through that unraveling, I I, I get to um, embrace this heaven that I am that is, and um, I get to unravel that hell piece, and so it's the same. We can, you know, I have used that same thing. It's such a gift, and it was very uncomfortable, but it's the same with um, anything. You could use it with, oh my gosh, I can't believe I don't know these big tech companies are censoring and I can't believe it's like, yes, there are steps that we can take to, um, you know, discern, untangle, whatever it might be. But then there's a huge opportunity to see 
what is it for me that wants to be unraveled? And through this, I get to step. Yeah, I get, I get to, more veils get to drop away. Does that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and there's so many things that are running through, so I'm just tuning in. So the first thing I want to address is my relatability with your comment about removing yourself from the noise. Because right now I live in Portland and um, Mount Shasta has been calling me down every three weeks, like literally yelling at me to go down, go down, go down. And so the last time I was down, I was with my friend Angela and we went to get water at the headwaters of the Sacramento River, which is the waters of Shasta. I can't really drink any other water now. It's really... Wow. It makes my life interesting. But wow. I got out of the car and there was this mid-sized cedars and this cedar and I, cedars and I have been in each other's circles since I was a kid. Cedars Did you say cedars? Okay. Cedars. Yeah. yeah, cedars. And I go up to the cedar and I feel a need to hug it. Mm. And it's like, you know, I can get my arms around it. It's not a huge cedar, but I lean into it because I love the energy of cedars. And I'm at 4,000 foot elevation there. So like it's a different energy. I'm at sea level in Portland. So there's a big difference in the frequencies. And so I'm hugging the cedar and the cedar says to me, not in a conversation, but you know what I mean. Um, The reason why you have such a strong resonance with us Mm. is because you were a cedar at one wow. point. Wow. Wow. I didn't know humans could bend cedars, but we, you know, we're so old. We have so many lifetimes. And I couldn't have felt that in the city. Like I have yeah. a I have a grandmother cedar at my former community garden. She's huge and I absolutely adore her. And she's been a source of my sanity this year. And I'll sit and meditate under her. She's only talked to me in dreams. Mm-hmm. She hasn't ever talked to me when I'm when I'm awake and conscious because mm. because the elevation's too low. Mm. And there's so I mean, this is a million person city. So the distractions are really loud. Shasta's got like maybe three thousand people. Mm. And so I'm able to hear more clearly because of the lack of noise. My, my cell phone didn't work for two days. One of the times I visited, and I was so happy. I was like, I don't have my cell phone. This is so awesome. Because I didn't have that energy. And then the mm-hmm. second point that's coming through is how beautiful it is to sit with and witness your feelings and thank you, Jordan. <laughs> Jordan's listening. Hi, Jordan. <laughs> um, how beautiful it is to just sit with and witness your feelings as you're experiencing them. Mm. Because then you don't react so much mm. as you're able to sense that there's something more going on. I mean, you're still hearing everything, 
and you're experiencing everything. So you're not repressing anything. And that's part of the, the embodiment I'm doing is like fully feeling as many of the sensations I can in my body while I'm experiencing something because I don't want to dismiss the signals my body is telling me. And I want to be able to take in what the lesson is. And it's a practice that I haven't mastered yet. But what it does is it allows me to go past the programming and actually see what is a part of me that I might not have known about before that needs my love. Mm. I had um, a thing come in yesterday with um, a gift. Ultimately, it wasn't at the time, but it's a gift that my mom gave me through an interaction. Mm. Mm. And the initial response I gave, it wasn't a response, it was a reaction. I was like... Um, but then I sat in a sea salt bath afterwards and I just felt into the feelings. I felt the tears flowing and then I felt the deeper message come through. And I was given the blessing of being able to tell her without judgment, without emotions mm-hmm. of what the deeper message was that was coming through me and how we could heal this together because it was a misunderstanding from both perspectives from when I was like four Mm. that she hadn't been aware of having long-term reverberating effects on me. And I hadn't been aware of either and wouldn't have been aware had we not had that exchange. Mm. And it's just such like every opportunity, every single thing that comes into your existence is an opportunity to go deeper within yourself. Mm. Yeah. And like when I have my, my water, my beloved, <laughs> I'm rationing the water right now. Um, when I have the beloved Shasta water, every single time I drink it, I pause and I thank it for the nourishment it gives me. Yeah. Nobody's telling me what to do that. The, I mean, I sense it, but like, For me, it's like that is sacred water and it's nourishing me on a level that I've never had before and pausing long enough to honor it Mm. and to thank it. And that's what I feel Mm. you're doing with every single thing you do. And I'm seeing it come through me the same way when I, when I make something Like I have the love that comes through me when I make a meal or a cupcake or an essential oil, like the love that's coming through my hands, my heart, like the only way I can experience that is by slowing down and being present present to it. And the gift I receive from it is so profound. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, what I want to say, first of all, is because you mentioned cedars, do you know, have we talked about the ringing cedars? Okay. So that's a ringing cedars um, is a uh, collection, is a series of books. And I can't remember the author, Russian author. Um, the first book is called Anastasia. And I knew I someone posted a paragraph and I just knew I needed to read this book. Is that the and one that you've been posting from? I've been posting from a few, but I have posted from from the that one with one. the with the with the seeds under your tongue. Yes, that's that's Anastasia. <laughs> so that's called the Ringing Cedars. Oh my gosh! And I'm that... reading it to the boys. So if you're a parent, by the way, watching this, look at my. If you're a parent watching this, um, you know there are a couple of sections that you might want to. Um, I read it to my boys. No, this is just to do. I read it, I'm, I'm reading it to my boys, but there are a couple of sections that you might want to edit out. Um, but I am reading it to the boys. It is profound mm. and it's doing, it's doing what you just have been describing. So it is, it, it, and, and reading it, you know, if I was to read that book five years ago or 10 years ago, you'd go, ah, oh, nice piece of fiction. If it's and, not fiction. Like yeah. the few things you posted, I've been like, oh, I need this book. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it, it, it's, it's, you know, you can, you can sow a seed and you can water it and, and, and we all know how to do that and you can elevate the experience. And it's really, it's not about elevating the experience. It's not about the thing. It's the magic I believe occurs when you not just, awaken the mystic within and then you go and do something like like you just described you know being with that water and it's like wow you just you know you just took that experience and that water's going to nourish you in a way that it wouldn't perhaps have done before but you know for instance she she talks about and it makes so much sense and, and, and this is, you know, this is, this is why I feel we are where we are right now, away from the noise and the distractions that you just talked about, because then something like that, like a wisdom like that just lands and you can feel, you, you, you feel its truth. Whereas when you are, when I have been, um, immersed in, in a world that, that has created so much conditioning. It's, it's, it is easy to revert back to those old pathways. We've got those well-trodden pathways in our brain. It's really easy for us to go back to those old ways of seeing things and interpreting things. And yet, um, and so if we just come away, it's like something lands. Oh yeah, this feels like truth. And I've had what feels like millions of different experiences throughout 2020 and now where something is like, wow, this is, you know, whether it's watching a, a documentary with the boys on um, the 
the real gems in ancient Egyptian civilization. And it's like hearing a different perspective. And it's like, whoa, I didn't grow up with that. And yet that feels like truth. This is not, you know, what's, um, and, and reading this book, you know, she says about holding the seed in your mouth because you transfer your DNA and information from your own body so that that plant that grows from that seed is able to nourish you and really be of medicinal value. And it's like, I love that. I've just, so that, that, like, if, you know, it's like, yes, yes. I don't know how that works, but, you know, um, and, and, and when you're, when you're, when you're, um, making a hole in the soil and she says you've been walking around barefoot and you've been sweating let's say and that sweat contains information about the toxins in your body that you're secreting and if you if you if you allow your foot to touch that hole again that soil has information and you uh you create a relationship with your plants and your herbs and your garden and your soil and then it's like wow, and you know the bo- the boys and I are just are, st- are still learning, and it's and we like it's beautiful. I, I haven't been living that way, and yet mm-hmm. I'm now entering a realm that's like yeah, yeah. And last night we read the chapter on flying saucers and how she's talking to the guy who's coming from, you know. Uh, He's like, how do you live in nature? And how come you don't, how come you can just, when you're hungry, squirrels just come to you? And how come you have this relationship? And we have these incredible spaceships and airplanes. And she says, then you do realize that all these creations, inventions that you have are, are nothing compared to what nature has. Mm-hmm. And I've always, on some level, looked at, I've always had it and yet not really dared to sort of speak it, that mm-hmm. what we deem as civilization is really, really dark age stuff. <laughs> I I was talking to geese at the age of three. Like they were my friends. We energetically connected. Yeah. And and of course, because I grew up in the 70s and 80s and in northeastern United States, that I got conditioned out of that, but I knew yes. it was true. Yes. And last yeah. summer I read this beautiful book called Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Kimmerer. Braiding Sweetgrass, did you say? Braiding Sweetgrass. Braiding, okay, yeah. Braiding. Yeah. And she has essays about her experience with the land, and she's a Native American. Yeah. Um, the one that struck me, well, most of the chapters struck me really profoundly, but the one that stuck with me for gardening purposes was – when she harvests, she goes to the plant, mm. asks the plant mm. if she may take some leaves or some berries or something, what she needs, mm. not the plant, but what she needs from the plant. Mm. And then she thanks the plant. Mm. I did that with my lettuces last year. I only took like a few leaves from each plant mm. and thanked each plant when I did it. I had lettuce from the end of May to the end of August and it didn't bolt. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute. This is teaching me how actually this works Mm. because there's always abundance. 
But if we take the plant from the root, it can't give us that. Mm. And so if I only take what I need, I never run out. And it's an entirely different understanding of how to relate with everything around us. Yeah. We yeah. are not separate. And we don't need all. Yeah. We're supposed to share. We're supposed to listen. Mm. Mm. And I've got way more seeds than I can possibly eat next year, but I'm going to put every single one that I plant under my tongue. Mm. Because I want to connect with it. Like mm. if I'm connecting just by asking, how much more can I connect if I'm putting it under my tongue and having it connect with my DNA? Like that's just a whole other level of understanding and appreciation and sacredness. And we can also hold space for the, for the you know, I it's not to say, well, what if I'm not really – this is a lot of this is new to me right we've been conditioned a certain way and schooling and what science is and um poo-pooing anything that is um not visible and all of that and so it's also having compassion and not expecting us to obliterate the part that goes, oh, this is just ridiculous. Or, you know, like I, I, I'm reading the book and the boys and I, like they're loving it. And they don't have the conditioning that I just mm -hmm. said. They're like, you know, it's really interesting. And I get to, I, sort of, I get to experience it through their um, lens, through their perspective. Um, but I can also go, oh, it's just the awareness that, yeah, yeah. There's I can. There's a voice that says, "Well, this is ridiculous," and um, this, you know, now you've really, now you're really crazy, and all, all of that, you know. Um, I, I, it's like I, I don't expect you to. I, I just don't live from that place. Mm -hmm. I just, it's there. It might always be there in this lifetime, considering the amount of time I have given in there, but. I, I think that there's some, I, I, what, what gives me um, permission, I think, is I'm not in that space uh, all day, every moment. You know, sometimes that voice creeps in and it's got the mic. It's got the mic and I'm actually actively paying attention. But it just takes... A, you know, a second, and I just take the mic away, you know, just, um, you can carry on talking, but you don't get the mic. <laughs> and, um, and it, it, it's, I love the analogy of the airplane that is, um, of course, 
95%, 98% of the, the, when a plane goes from A to B, it spends, and this is, a, this is apparently a fact, and I've looked at it multiple times, but this piece of wisdom when it when it came when it when I received it years ago, I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. A, a, an airplane is off course 95% of the time, and it spends its entire uh, journey coming back, coming back. Mm. And it's not try. It's not like I've got to be. No, it it veers off and it comes back. It veers and it spends the whole time doing this, and so. Um, what that does is it 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 um that when whenever the thing comes up oh, oh i've I, i've got to it's it it's that belief that we've got to you know that spiritual nonsense of oh well, therefore i've got to be in that space all day and every day and i've got to um you know that's also a whole lot of bollocks you know there's going to be moments where um I am I am literally in the grip of the ego structure, and I am I'm just like that airplane. But I know what's what's stronger in me, and I know always doesn't matter how much time I spend off course, I always find my way back. Always, 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 and that's what actually matters. Not the perfection. Not the um, not the how how well did I do and all that duality. Like just. Um. Yeah, then that I means I'm free. Like you just said, you're free to then have a reaction with your mum. Then go sit in a bath and receive the wisdom, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's 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 all okay. And mm-hmm. um, and for me also the biggest piece is trusting and really really fully trusting my own experience and not in and not judging oh maybe i should um such a waste of time mm-hmm. and um i feel like what i that one example i preach so much to my boys is you know as when we learn to walk you know the, the 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 journey of remembering is almost like that. When we learn to walk, we just you watch a baby toddler. Um, they just get up and they fall and they smack the corner of the table and they get up again and they fall. And there's no judgment. There's no why aren't I getting this right? How come they? Uh, th- there's none of that. How come they are walking first and why can't I? It's just. And it's a journey, and it's a, and and the tripping up is as much of the uh, has gifts, mm-hmm. um, and then we're free. Then we're free. Oh, I'm actually free to trip up. I'm free to react, or I'm free to. Um, because in that tripping up, then we get to go, oh, I had an experience yesterday where there was feedback. Like you said, there's feedback in your body. Mm-hmm. And, oh, this, actually, I don't want to, get, I get to be discerning. I get to go, I, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can choose something different or... Um, mm. 
It's really beautiful and really powerful, and it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of practice. <laughs> um, and that brings up a word of something I've just discovered. If you have, those of you, if you have chickens or, uh, so I've, it, I am so not, um, and I don't even like the word expert, but I haven't been doing this for years. I've only been keeping chickens since, um, I don't know, October. But um, I've been doing certain things in a certain way and <clears throat> taking, hey, we can go to chicken poo. Hey, we can do that. Um, taking the chicken poo to the compost each day and really enjoying that process. But um, but there, there has been, you see, when you start to really, really tune in and you start to get to levels of refinement, where before you'd go, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's just a little bit, it's fine. Whereas now, it, it, my, my hand aches a little bit when I do that every day. There's just a slight ache in my hand. And it just feels like, especially on the hot days, there's a slight effort involved. And I, and I have been wondering, is there an easier way to do this in such a way that my um, coop is still, you know, still feels beautiful and my chickens, you know, can continue to thrive and be healthy? And I, and I have known about what this thing called deep litter method, but it, you know, I haven't dug into it. Um, and then something landed and I, and I learned that the deep litter method not only eliminates the, the, the task that I've set myself each day, but it actually um, promotes really healthy microbiome within the chicken's environment. Oh, cool. And it, it actually breaks down in such a way that I don't have to do this trip to the compost bay each morning. And in the winter, because of the um, of the activity, the microorganisms, it creates warmth. So it actually creates a bit of warmth for the chickens. And I watched someone and I just went, and this is what I mean by when you come at a problem, I could come at this problem from the angle of, well, which is better? What's going to mean? And, and, and give me all the pros and cons and da-da-da. Or I can go, hang on, um, I know that there's a simpler way that flows and that what nature doesn't effort in that way. It just, there's a, there's a flow. And so I am like, oh, my gosh. I don't, I still don't know the deep science or, but you, you just get to a place of knowing. And so it's the same, whether we're talking, it doesn't matter. We're talking about health or food or parenting or what should I eat? There's a, there's a place that we can all get to within ourselves that just knows mm -hmm. it just, it just knows. And, um, it, it, it's not about the what what should I eat and what's the right thing and it's like all that falls away and you discover a place where um, ah this feels this feels like home right mm -hmm. you know whether it's different people it can feel like this feels like joy or this feels like um, flow or um, this makes sense on a on a on a vibrational level. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we can bring that if you come at it from that 
um, perspective. And then you can, it translates into the practical. It's not like we don't live in the practical world, but then we get to bring heaven on earth on that practical level. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start to think, oh, wow, it actually, yeah. I'm reluctantly becoming aware of the fact that we've been talking for an hour. I can't believe that. And we haven't even talked about your beautiful Elevate Collective yet. So Mm. focus on that for a few minutes and then be mindful of the fact that Mm. this was a long podcast and it's beautiful. (laughs) I wasn't even aware. I meant to ask you actually how long your podcast, but yeah. (laughs) However long it wants to flow. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the Elevate Collective um was uh was actually born in 2019 um and it has evolved um through what's been happening um and i will say too and humbly share that i had to close the doors in may 2020 um there was nothing, there was nothing there for me. I, I didn't, I was in kind of, yeah, in, in that wonderful phase of just trying to see where where I needed to be. And so I closed the doors on in May 2020. And I feel that this creation was waiting. It's it already, it was already existing in that space. And the reason I was experiencing a little confusion was because I don't want to say I needed to catch up, but I needed to to, to join it in that space. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm there now. And it only, it landed like a bolt. I don't know. I want to say early January this year where it was like, okay, open the doors, but this time it's not, it's not open to, to everyone. And not, not in a, not in an exclusive kind of way, but in a, it's only certain beings are going to resonate. Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking because it felt I had a very deep resonance. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, in just briefly, it is a space for people who um, who not only want to soar um, in their own remembering, who, who who not only want to awaken the mystical and um, um, a more natural, more effortless way of being, but they know that there's magic and you can do it on your own. I've done it on my own and actually kind of thought for a little while there that, you know what, I'm good on my own. Um, But there's magic that happens when you do it in concert with others. And there's magic that happens when um, uh, yeah, when, when you get to I just, I, I, I've mentioned this in another video, but it's the same with birds, you know. Um, you see a bird soaring on its own and it's beautiful. And then there's a whole other level, a whole um, other beauty and co-creation that happens when they soar together, creating those patterns. So um, it is a place uh, that will combine the mystical and the practical but its mission first and foremost is that we are coming, we are starting here. That's our home. That's like the starting point. This is um, 
and then everything filters from there. Um, whether it's, you know, it doesn't like we'll probably go lots and lots of places. Um, the what is not, um, you know, and I'm, I'm really happy to navigate and, and be guided by the people that, that come together. And I've got some places that I want to, you know, um, dive into, but it's the excitement for me is, hey, let's start here. Let's um, really, really receive who we are. Let's allow those veils to drop away. And then, oh my gosh, we get to create anything we want, anything, and, and really, really allow that force to animate us in ways that maybe weren't possible before, like really being that vessel and allowing that force to animate us. Like that for me is so exciting. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, there's more information in there on the actual. I know, but I just wanted you to mention it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is um, beautiful. And, and, and in truth too, I am going to say, I, I don't know exactly what it is. Like, I love that. On the one hand, there's those paradoxes in life that I love embracing. I know, and yet I actually don't know. And mm -hmm. I'm happy to, 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 to swim in that realm. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. really about uh, do I dare to swim and, um, mm -hmm. and be in that field of possibility? Mm -hmm. um, that's what I that's what I want to live from, create from. Um, and I really feel like there's these magical, magical once in a lifetime time that we're in right now. Um, it's like the veils are so thin on the outside. We're, we're seeing like some of the grotesque, but it also means the flip side to that coin is that we get to see in crystal clear definition so easily now. It's like, we get to see this why books like we're just talking about. It's like, yep, yep, we get to see and we can flip it and go, oh, like there's this momentum. Mm -hmm. And it means that I feel, uh, I mean, it's not, I feel that it means if we, when we do this together, um, things that may have felt like, oh, this is where lifetime's away from this is like, it's here, you know? Yeah. Thank you so, so much for sharing this beautiful conversation with me. It is such a joy and an honor and a pleasure. Mm -hmm to be able to connect with you on this level. And I'm so blessed. I'm so, um, I love having conversations like this. Mm -hmm. I love going deep. And so thank you for asking and thank you for um, oh, swimming in the deep with me. Mm, you're so welcome, my dear. It's such an honor. Thank mm. you. Mm. So much love and so many blessings to you. And to you. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go.